They totally banged, you know, right? They banged. They, they banged. banged. Totally. They she's, like, she's like, don't worry about it. And they totally banged. They 100% banged. and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, sitting right next to me, I can, I can literally touch him. I can pet his head. Don't, don't touch me. Please don't touch me. It's, a... <laughs> it's our poser extraordinaire, Nitai. Whoa, I stepped through. A, fr- I, I, a truck hit me, and now I'm in Florida. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no, no. So, so, so want to give some context to what's going on? Yeah, so we're recording this shortly after our trip to uh, Otakon in Washington, D.C. Um, Natai actually decided to come to Florida with me, uh, stay in my apartment, and uh, spend a week exploring Central Florida. It's been and we, great. And we figured that, you know, while we're together, we're going to record and stream, and it'll be great. And one of the things we wanted to record is our Suki Monogatari spoiler cast. Yeah, so at this point, like, the Otakon episode should be already up, so in case you guys haven't watched it or listened to it, you should. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I've been traveling, like, the States for almost a month. And yeah, now I get the the the, the pleasure of uh, recording in person with Alex <laughs> again for the second time. Honestly, so uh, if you guys yeah. notice, there might be some slight difference in the audio quality. It's because he and I are using the exact same mic. Oh no! In the same room to record, so we've had to put it in between us. Uh, I'm sure our audio editor John will do a fantastic job. Thanks, like John. Hey, before we go, before we go, yeah, any I want further, to thank you for this plum wine. Yeah, uh, so he it's and delicious. I are sharing some plum wine. Cheers! Well, cheers! My Let's go. Mm. Mm. So yeah, it's really good. You and I watched Tsukimonogatari last night. Yeah, it oh, was well, pr- rewatched. Rewatched for both of us. I think it's our third time. This, wait, this is your third time rewatching Monogatari? It's my third time rewatching Suki. How come? When did you rewatch it for? Like, what did you? Why did you rewatch it for the first time? Uh, the that, first time, I, the first time I rewatched it was maybe about two. Uh, it, it was during the pandemic. I rewatched just Suki. on a whim. You rewatched it. I well, I got recommended mm-hmm. Orange Mint um, oh. on YouTube, and it just made me go rewatch the entire. This OP. So, so we just gotta jump straight into it. This yeah. OP is is in my top five for me. It's I love really it. Good, and it doesn't get enough love for a lot of Monogatari fans. I think. I love the trippy visuals. I love the how it flows from one motion to the other. I love like the multiple uh, Ononoki dancing around. Yeah, it's great. I love like. So good. It's so. I just noticed while we were watching it. <clears throat> funny thing. So there was this one moment in the OP where it zooms in on Anoki's eye, and it's like mm. it's like sort of like split apart, and one part of it's like sliding. Mm-hmm. Really reminds me of uh, Platinum Disco. Yes. Which like there, it has that vibe, you know, mm-hmm. that direction. So. But yeah. it, I definitely, I, I think you agree too. Like, doesn't get anywhere near enough love. Nah, not enough. Shoutouts um, to Sorry Ayami, my girl. Yeah, Fucking, for singing the the uh, the lyrics. Yeah, she. So Ononoki's VA, of course. Yeah. Uh, you might know from a shows like Yukino from Snafu, and now you're from Spy Family. Yes. So. She's awesome. She, she's so awesome. It's... Oh. Um, God, it's so is so good. Uh, can we also talk about the ED? So we go back mm-hmm. to the classic uh, uh, Monogatari ED with yeah. the, the... I don't know what you would call that art style. I it's, still don't have so a, a name for we, it. We, we, oh, God damn it. I'll pull it on me later. But the, the artist who does that, that, that art style is so good. I love that, that aesthetic. That's sort yeah. of like... 
almost toy-like sort of thing to it, right? Very, uh, very, almost childish. Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, but yeah, it, it fits very well. Um, and that was uh, that song is called Border. Uh, it was written by Meg Rock, performed by uh, our girls Claris. Claris, let's go. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah. it's still it's still studio shaft um it's still my boy Aki Gishimbo, uh chief director um one thing that was different about this part is uh the music was not composed by Kosaki like uh most of the rest of the music in the Monogatari series mm-hmm. was uh in Suki Monogatari it was composed by uh Kei Haneoka and you can tell you can the tell. music music has a very different flow in it's, Suki it's very prominent like i kind of forgot about it but it's very prominent it's very it's also very sad yes. a lot of the time it's funny like people who talk to each other and in the background is this violin just crying it's hard it's like oh, oh god oh god there's a, there's a specific piece and i really wish i'd looked it up before we started um that part where um um Ononoki is talking about like her creation and how yes. she and there's that that very sad guitar riff yes, in the background. It. Oh, it's, it's, so, it's good. so good. That Spanish guitar. It's so good. Also, shout outs to that like like in even in like they had it in the previous parts, but they like the orchestral rendition of the mm. OP. Yes. I love that rendition of Orange Man. The way the it end. plays over the, the final yeah, scene. It's so good. So yeah. good. So yeah. Um, awesome stuff. Great job by uh, Haneoka there. Yeah. Um with the with the soundtrack for, for Sukimonogatari. Um so there are a couple of different ways you can actually watch Sukimonogatari. Originally it was released as four separate OVAs, all released on December thirty first, twenty fourteen. Um if you watch it on Crunchyroll, which is how you and I watched yep. it. Um, they have it edited into a roughly one hour and 38 minute long movie, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, it's sort of movie format, pretty um, much. Yeah. Um, so the, the, those are the two different ways you can watch it. And I think that's pretty much all we got for the technical details. So you want to just jump straight yeah, into this? Yeah, before that, though, I do want to mention, because I don't know how was your viewing of uh, Hana Monogatari, the previous arc we saw. Mm-hmm. But I know for me, I sort of took a break be- like in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But for Tsuki, I think it flows really well as a movie. Right? I think it does. More so, because I've seen Hana Monogatari edited together as a movie. Yeah. But I think that that actually does better as individual episodes. Yeah. Whereas this, yeah, I definitely definitely agree um it watch well it watch it watch it edited together as a movie it, it's it's better in my opinion that way yeah. all right so when i when i originally watched it oh. i did watch it as the four separate ovas really yes interesting uh, when i rewatched it both times uh back a few years ago and now i watch it on crunchyroll uh, with the uh with the movie format all right, so Tsuki, Tsuki Monogatari. Let's, let's Episode go. one. So it opens on a beast of a monologue. God. So Tsuki sure loves, like, okay, so Monogatari loves their monologues, right? But mm. man, does Tsuki like to meander a bit mm. about them. They really enjoy it, I more think, so than usual. I think that's why um, Tsuki doesn't get near as much love as something like Second Season or even something like Neko White. It really meanders It, it does. Um but I think I I love when Monogatari meanders. Sure, for sure. I really we'll, we'll do. We'll get to my so I'll I'll elaborate on that. We'll get to the specific scene I have in mind to talk about this. Mm. But yeah, but sure. But so the arc opens up uh, when Aragi and Shinobu talk about mm. like the nature of Ononoki mm-hmm. as an apparition, right? Yeah, and they're talking about how like she isn't suited really well to life among humans, and mm-hmm. it kind of shows by how she interacts with people. Yay, peace, yay, peace, peace. peace. <laughs> like she doesn't understand social cues and things like that. And it's funny because also uh, she, so Shinobu mentions how that even when parts of Onoki's nature, are, it 
it is because she interacts with humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing she did talk about was how like apparitions are sort of like, I don't know if strengthened or more present when they are talked about as yes. like, when she was a legend, when she was the legendary vampire. She was so powerful because she was that legend people were talking about. As of now, she's a lolly. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, it's Meme, interesting about the lore that they talk about. Meme, Meme mentions that and I believe it's Bakemonogatari where he mm. says that the apparitions only have power because people believe in them. Mm-hmm. If people didn't stop believing in them, they wouldn't have any power. Yeah. Um, and then Shinobu kind of kind of echoes this when uh, she's talking about Ononoki. Ononoki blah, blah, blah. Let me try that again. Ononoki's nature. I haven't had that much plum wine yet. <laughs> Whoa, we're just getting started. <laughs> um, and that uh, she wants to become more. She human. wants to become more human, and she needs to interact with humans, or she never will. Yeah. And yeah, that that whole musing, that sort of monologue about like the nature of apparition, it's like it just goes on and on for a bit at the beginning. Mm. Uh, but then Aragi mentions how this is the beginning of the end. We officially yeah. entered the final season. I, I forgot in rewatching this, uh, which is weird because I only rewatched it a second time a couple of years ago. How many fourth wall breaks are in Tsukimonogatari? There's like four, five. There's, four, there's four really big ones, and then there's one really subtle one. Oh, yeah. Um, but like yeah. there's also a literal fourth wall break where the walls literally <laughs> fall down around Aragi. Oh god, this fucking show. Um, I, I just like how he just literally is talking to the audience. It's like, well, if you're here for the end, this, this is, is it. the final season. We're, we're the entering beginning. the final section, which is uh, funny because now we know there's like more seasons. Yeah, and that, yeah, now we know it's like you, you fucking liar, Nisio Eason. Um. Yeah, what a way to start this part, though. So dramatic. So dr- and then we get the OP, and it's awesome. And like, I'll, I'll never stop gushing about the OP. And then, so after the OP, we come back. It's the day before Valentine's Day, and I, I want to point out, I didn't. I forgot ama- about that too. I know what you got. It say. amazes me that this, all of the events of Tsukimonogatari take place in a twenty-four hour period. Oh yeah, even less than that. It starts with like like afternoon, almost like evening of of uh, Valentine's Day, and yeah. ends like the morning af- off. Yeah. Um, also, we get to see the Fire Sisters again. Fire Sisters. So what do you think of their new designs? Because I, I love Tsukiya's design, new design, a lot. I did. I loved when they had the derpy one, when she's just listening to... Uh, <laughs> when, when when Koyomi talks and he does the Platinum the Disco. The Platinum Disco dance. Oh, and she's so just good. sitting there with a cross eyes, just reading the magazine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the new love look it. for Tsuki. The, the long ass hair that yeah. just goes on and on. Yeah. Um, man... And that, and then, so again, we go we go from one conversation that, uh, well, partial monologue that Aragi is having with himself and and Shinobu, to another one where he's just just talking with Sukihi about like the nature of letting go. Yeah. Because uh, he talks with Sukihi about how you know they're they're getting older and they're going to be in high school soon and they're probably going to the Faya sisters are going to break up it's as a time duo. To mature, yeah. Yeah, and like the. That's also something that I think Monogatari does uh, from time to time is like it talks about how difficult letting go of certain yeah. things are. Yeah. And Tsukihi is like realizes that, yeah, I don't want to, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's it's like so we've seen a lot of characters mature in this story, right? Mm-hmm. Like freaking like my favorite Hanikawa. We mm-hmm. talk about many times like her arc, how she matures. Uh, Hitagi, which we'll get to her near the oh. end of this like uh, episode, she you can see she might be my favorite way of how they present a mature like character mature. Not so much maturing, but definitely character development. Develops. Sure. I think she does mature though. Like we'll get to it, but but yeah, when you see her journey is a bit more in the background of like the entire series, but I love how they do it. Mm. So you, we see all these kids slowly mature, freaking like Kanbaru in Hanamonogatari. Which, yeah, yeah, but um. 
So Which that, is done very literally with the cutting of the hair. Pretty much, yeah. But then Suki, I like how she's like annoyed that he mentions it, but she's like, yeah, it's gonna happen someday. Well, it's like, you know? no one wants to say goodbye to some parts of their yeah. lives. They want certain parts of their lives to go on forever. And Especially it's like, like formative years like yeah, those. Yeah, and no one wants to be reminded that they're about to end. Which is, I mean, and, and Naradagi at the very beginning is reminding us that this is about to end. God damn it. <laughs> this fucking show. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, and then um, the bath. Which... <sighs> so Karen goes on a run because of course she goes and she's like, that, okay, okay, I need to put this on the table. I have issues with Suki. I forget how the animation is just top notch. That, that cut of her like, Jumping out the window and going on around looks incredible. Yeah, it does. And of course, she's like, okay, uh, prepare with a bath for me. With, when a, I'm... with a fucking cartoon sound effects when she runs <laughs> off, too. It's so good. So she's like running off and she's like, oh, prepare a bath for me because, of course. <laughs> so uh, Aragi sees this as, as an opportunity. Yeah, of course. Well, it's his little sister and, you know, in the bath, it's it's an opportunity, of course. He's like, oh, I'll, just, I'll go take a, take a bath. And, of course, like, Aragi's thinking like he meets Suki yeah. in the bath. And she comes in without any clothes, well, barely any clothes on already. You were losing your shit when that happened. I, I don't love, mind outing you like that. I love this scene. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, love, I love the cut of like, he's like, no. No, no, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, just taking a bath. And she throws one of the soaps she's holding at him. Looks great. Man, middle school girls. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. Oh, but no, that, that bath scene is is crazy because, again, this is what Monogatari does all the time. They take these crazy visuals and then have these really deep conversations around them. So is this like the third bath scene we've got of like two characters taking a shower? We had... Shinobu and Aoragi, which was awesome. We had uh, Hitagi Nanaka, which was... Oh, God. That. And now we have Tsuki and Aoragi. Yeah. Um, I love how they, like, fight amongst themselves for space. And now she, and then she's like, oh, fuck it. Which I'll... is which is crazy, because the bath area is huge. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love. I fucking love that, the, like, the art and the background art of the, the bath. It looks so good. That the ba- Their bathroom looks like it's a fucking cathedral. Jesus Christ. I love how she's like, oh, we could, like, maybe use the, like, the bath itself. It's like, I'm not going to bath with, with a, with a, with a middle schooler. And then, <laughs> or, oh, no, he was something along the lines of, is like, why would I ever uh, bath, bath with a middle schooler again? It's like, oh, no, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Like a callback Out, to Nisei. Outing himself. <laughs> Fucking idiot, Aragi. Um, but no, that um, that conversation, he Tsukihi brings up one of the central pillars of the Monogatari series. She talks about how Aragi is taking too much on his shoulders, and he's trying to carry everyone else's burdens while not ca- taking care of his own. And that is because she mentions that Sengoku Nanako is actually out of the hospital. So we already have like a, like a pinpoint where we added to timeline. We're yeah. after Hitagi in, yeah. right? Nanako is out of the hospital. But before Hanamonogatari. But before, way before Hanamonogatari. It was, like, in the winter. Yeah. Um. So, so, and what we get from that is, like, Araki's, like, reaction to that is, like, very, like... Guilty. Is, but he doesn't show that, right? He's very neutral. It's like, oh, okay. It's it, like... Internally. It to the, internally. The, the audience knows, but he's hiding it from Tsukihi. Yeah, but in, but internally, like, feels like shit for doing that. Because mm. and, he sort of, and that sort of comes through because she notices he does care about it. And mm. she's like, bro, it's okay. You can't take all of that on yourself. <clears throat> you still need to, like, take care of yourself as well. You Which, know? again... Goes back to what Memhe said in the very beginning. God damn it, Oshino. And that's not the first time that this is going to come up in Suki Monogatari. They, they, they go to this, like, one theme a lot in this, mm. but I forgot how much... Oh, anyway, let's keep going. Um, 
So they also he also talks or at least monologues to himself about um, now that the whole thing with Nautico is done, that shrine area where she was doesn't have a god. And it's all it's going to do is draw more and more apparitions to it over time. And he thinks back to how Meme used to like present herself as like a, a like a mediator, like a mm. like a like something someone's trying to bring balance and bring that, balance to the balance force. To the force. But that also comes through because she again she Tsuki sees that he's like under this all this pressure and she's mm. like. You're taking way too much on yourself. She's like reinforces that. Mm. Uh, I love that that scene where he's like he's trying to sort of like break that tension. So he just throws water at her, and then she splashes back, and that leads to the hook of this whole arc. Yeah. So uh, Aradagi looks into the mirror while this is going on, and he realizes he can't see himself. I love this so much. <laughs> I love how they built to this moment so much because you see this episode like, okay, where is where is this going? Where is this going? And then that that like revelation mm. where he's like he can't see himself. He he's probably getting like we'll get to that soon. But he's like, oh shit, I can't see myself. Mm. And then that's the end of like the first episode. Yeah, what a great way to start this. Yeah, <laughs> crazy but great. Yeah, there's a lot of dialogue in the first episode, bro. There's a lot of dialogue in every episode. Well, it's true. Okay, let's be honest. That's true. It's a very dialogue-heavy part of Monogatari. Well, more more heavy than regular parts of which Monogatari, lot, which right? does say a lot. And that might lead to one of my issues with the puppet. Okay. I think it's, I, th- I think it is some people, a lot of people's issue with Suki Monogatari is just how dialogue-heavy it is. It comes to fruition once in particular that stood out to me while we were watching mm. it. So basically, like, he realized he's turning back into a vampire. And now episode two starts with our girl Karen. You you lost your shit for the second time because she, like, shows up half and you're like, I'm here for this. I love Karen. So she's one of the few Karens I respect. The only other one really is Demon Dice. Those are the only two Karens I respect. <laughs> um, Can't believe you went there. Hey, Demon Dice is amazing. What are you talking about? Um, so she, they get caught. She beats them up. It's all good. The fun and games. I like how she kicks them both at the same time. Though. That was pretty good. So good. <laughs> but then it cuts to Aragi in his room, like begging for Shinobu to wake up. And she's like, what? Now I what? I have donuts. <laughs> I have donuts. And then it cuts to, like, she, come, she comes up. And then it cuts to, her, like, fucking, holding him. That fucking Ultraman reference when she appears. That's right. Though. It's so good. <laughs> I love that Ultraman reference so much. And when she holds him, that fucking like in the bonds for lying to her i love the relationship so much oh my god uh, and then they talk about like what what are we what are we gonna do about this what are we gonna do about this and she's like oh shit you're turning into a vampire yeah i, I also love how shinobu just casually name drops kaiki he's like why don't we just talk to kaiki it'll be fine which obviously Aragi is not interested in after all the no. bullshittery i mean that's the thing. Like, on the one hand, I would expect him to maybe give it a shot, but I realized why he didn't. Mm-hmm. Although, Kaki sort of redeemed himself. He did. And I think he redeemed himself very well at the end. Yeah. Um, Although, I love how, like, like I, mean, I guess Aragi doesn't know that for sure. He doesn't know what the fuck. He, because Kaki well, it, hasn't, like, it hasn't happened yet. Hanumanagatri no. hasn't happened yet. No, 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 no. I'm talking about how, like, uh, Kaki t- uh, helped Nanako oh, in Itakien. I but, thought you meant how he started to treat. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no. no. Kambur, no, I'm talking about... Uh, he redeems end. himself there, too. Yeah, for sure. For, for sure. sure for he sure. actually becomes the, the, the caretaker he was meant to be. Oh, yeah. Um, but although, like, their last uh, meeting was basically Akaki telling Aragi, fuck off, yeah. don't, don't come near this girl anymore. Yeah. 
Um, so he also uh, mentions talking to uh, Kaganui, mm. uh, or she also mentions to uh, Aragi about talking to Kaganui, and he's like, I don't have the faintest fucking idea how to call her. And Shinobu's like, what? What? <laughs> Nani? Nani? She actually does like the whole JoJo, Nani? She does it so well. Um, and then finally Shinobu's like, well, why don't you just call Izuko Gaian? It, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And on fucking cue. Yeah, he picks up the phone to call to call Gaian, and then Gaian has already fucking texted him. It's amazing. So like, okay, you, you go to this location at this time, and you'll be fine. She really does know everything. She really does know everything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then it cuts to Aragi and uh, Shinobu getting to the, that, that arcade and oh finding, and finding uh, Ononoki in the machine. In the like, UFO catcher, yeah. So fucking good. Oh, my God. And then he literally spends, like, what, 20? Like, he has, like, goes, he like, has like, 20 tries or something I like that. I think he spends, like, 2,000 yen trying to <laughs> get it. <laughs> the piece of shit Ononoki. Oh, my God. Um, fuck. <laughs> I also like how in the doc you put Aradagi and Shibu find the Nanoki and it's like nah they're a little more happy it's there. a little more happening you know I'm trying to be succinct also like when he gets her out of the uh, the machine she still acts like a doll yeah. and then he lifts he lifts up the skirt and then she goes chop <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> there's oh. so many great mo- like there's so many great moments in Tsukimon Gadri I think Odonoki is a comedian without realizing it <laughs> bruh there's a moment later between her and Kaginude I love it we'll mm. get to that um, um, but then Kaganui appears after um, they they and that that, that they meet they, up with oh. her after picking up Ononoki. Oh. and basically also one thing we did kind of skim over. Mm-hmm. So when he receives that message, he also instructs Suki. He's like, "Listen, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to do something right now." Yeah, he's like, "Listen, don't 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 question this. Don't ask questions. Just do what I say, and it, you know I'll, I'll explain everything later." It's and like, no, we, well, there's no time. There's no, there's time. no time. It's and like he, Liam Neeson and fucking Taken. I know, right? And he's like telling her, no grab Karen, go and sleep over at Kamaru's house. Like, trust me. And I love how that sort of side of him, that Big Brother side, also mm-hmm. comes out. Like, we, we give shit to Aragi for being an idiot and a person. He genuinely loves his sisters. He genuinely, genuinely loves his sisters. And I love how that comes out in that scene. Yeah. But anyway, so they pick up Ononoki and Kaganui appears and... They sort of talk about that injury that uh, Aragi had. So, well, yeah. So while while he was talking with his sisters, one of I think it was Karen. So so Tsuki uh, stepped on him. stepped on his foot and broke one of his toenails. Because keep in mind, she is an apparition. She is like extra strong. Yeah. Uh, and then he realizes that even though he seems to be turning into a vampire, he doesn't have the healing abilities. But then I like check again, and then at he night. Noticed, at, at night. night. And then because it is full moonlight as well, he's like, oh, it's all healed up. Yeah. And do, <laughs> I love to, in order to test that theory as well, Kagan is like, okay, let's examine your body. It's like, Hand hey. me your arm. <laughs> and then she just reaches out without any warning and breaks two of his fingers. And he just like, gra- like just flopping on the fucking ground like a fish. That like, bitch is like, oh, by the way, I put a barrier so you can scream as, you, as long as you want. It's like, <laughs> can we all i just want to say we haven't seen a lot of kaganui in the rest of of monogatari that's right i'm so glad that she has a prominent role in this it's part okay. yeah because she's awesome she is a great character who i don't think gets enough screen time she i love how commanding she is like it's a different way than gain like gain knows she's the shit but kaganui is like sort of like like she's she's has confidence, but she also has uh, she knows her limits. Yeah, although she does give shit a lot to Shinobu in this part, you know, because she wants to kill Shinobu. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, she really, really wants to kill Shinobu. Also, we do need to mention. So, 
so Tsuki is an apparition. She broke his, uh, his like pinky or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons they did instruct her and Karen to go is because last time they met Kaganui, she tried to kill Tsuki because she was an apparition. She mm-hmm. was like, and very nearly did. And she never nearly did. So she, so it's like, go, stay safe, don't come near whatever is going to happen. I'll, mm-hmm. let, I'll catch you. I'll, I'll catch up with you later. Yeah, I also love how Otonoki analyzes his injury. <laughs> She's she like puts, munching on it. Puts the foot in her mouth. I love when so was, I love when she so she holds Kaginu on her finger this entire time, yeah. right? And then she goes like, yeah, and then Kaginu just punches her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I love the dynamic between them. There's uh, it's so much Ononoki fun. and Kaginui. So much fun. I also like the dynamic we got to see between Ononoki and Kaiki in um in Hitagi End as well. Oh, it's so good. Like uh, it's like it's like the specialists like. They they just don't don't have the energy for her. No. It's like shut up. <laughs> so then the Kagenu explains to Aragi that he can't. Like, she was like, okay, prove it. Try and heal yourself. And Do, uh, like, you have to like think about it and want it and like. And so what's his like, solution for that? His solution is to think about Hanakawa's boobs. Because like I can't follow her boobs if my fingers are broken. <laughs> Fucking it. And then it shows the uh, 2001 the Space Odyssey reference where two boobs are like in space mm. and the sun comes up between them. Got it. I love Monogatari. This fucking show. Um, so by and, and yeah, his fingers get healed, and then they all realize, yeah, he's definitely turning into a vampire. And uh, they they surmise that the reason this happened was because while he was trying to deal with Nautico with her whole, whole thing, he was using his, those vampiric powers he had uh, inherited from Shinobu way too much, yeah, and relying on it. Which he did. We saw it how, like, every day would go and face Nadeko and try to, like, save her, and that didn't go anywhere. No, so now he both... would get so hurt that he would need yeah. Shinobu to suck his blood, and... So now both he and Shinobu are kind of, like, weak. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to give another shout-out. Like, we talk about dynamics. There are so many good dynamics in this arc. Like, I didn't write it mm-hmm. down, but... I love the... So, when Kaginui first appears, Shinobu is, like, kind of... She kind of goes away, right? Mm-hmm. And then is like, please, come on. And she comes out and does, like, print, Disney princess dress, yeah. right? And she goes to her throne. She's all high and mighty. And then Kaginui gives her shit. It's like, oh, you're the ex-legendary vampire. You're not this <laughs> powerful anymore. And I love the tension between Kaginui and Shinobu. Yeah. Because, again, they, last they, time... They both want to kill each other. Yeah, because last time they met, they pretty much tried to kill each other. Um, I also... So, did you... The whole thing about... Um, uh, they're pointing out to Aragi about fighting Nariko and using those powers too much. Did you catch that it's also saying the reverse of what Meme said? So Meme, Meme was always saying, um, that no, people can't save other people, only you can save yourself. It's also saying with this that you can't rely on others all the time. Yeah. But I mean, you can rely on them sometimes. Because that's the whole like tragedy of Nariko. Like, supposedly she relied on her to save her and that led to her like situation to like and no to be one would help her when like it, when she needed it i mean yeah and she got to, and she was taken advantage of mm-hmm. and that led to all that old shenanigans yeah um, again another this is monogatari just coming in with all of this bullshit and then you get this like uh morality fable in the middle of it yeah <laughs> it's crazy so then they reveal to him pretty much that there is no way to like revert the situation he's in, the state mm-hmm. he's in, back to being just a regular human. Yeah, right? I like how that's just how the episode ends. It's like, how do we fix this, Onoki? Oh, you can't. Yeah, there's like you're there's fucked. no way. There's no way back. Like you're fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> She's basically just looking at it and said, "Well, I hope you like living as a vampire now." I mean, almost a vampire. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. 
Um, but th- th- that's how episode two ends. Yeah. Um, also, just... And then can we can we talk about the background art in Suki Monogatari? So good because so it's on full display in episodes two and three. So I mentioned how like Shinobu comes up and she she is this like Disney princess dress, mm-hmm. and then you have this whole background of her like sitting on her throne or Disney castle, and it's so mm-hmm. sparkly and it's so cool. By the way, by the way, by the way, just putting my preferences out there. I love winter settings. Mm-hmm. I love snow. I don't know about that, but so I love the entire like background of Suki. Yeah, because it takes place in February. Um, in night when it snows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three of your favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I want to give props to the background artist for Tsukihi. Looking Or Tsukihi. Tsuki Monogatari. That's Tsukihi's character designer, too. Yeah. Um, I just, the beautiful background art all throughout Tsuki. I keep wanting to say Tsuki Monogatari. Tsuki Monogatari. <laughs> Suki Monogatari. Um, that looks awesome. The Suk. The Suk. Oh, shut up. <laughs> so anyway, so Kaganui pretty much like tells him that not only can go back, if he keeps using the powers, like his vampiric powers, it will, like, worsen the situation. Yeah. It will just get worse and worse. So, while it may not stop it, a way to keep it from progressing further is just to stop using the vampiric powers. Yeah. Stop relying on Shinobu to fix all your fucking problems. Pretty much. And then she's like, well, I can also, like, kill you. That would <laughs> solve the problem. If you turn into a vampire. Yeah, and that would solve the problem. It's not the ideal solution, but it would solve the problem. And then that tension comes up again, where, like, Kagan is like, I will kill you if you turn into a va- vampire. But then Shinobu is like, well, my restraints will be off. I'll go back to being, like, the legendary vampire, and I'll just murder you. And we saw what will happen if she goes back. I mean, that was... So we, we saw that different timeline, where Shinobu... Like, Aragi actually dies, and Shinobu is, like, destroys the whole world. Now, I don't think this will happen here. She learned from that those mistakes, mm-hmm. but... Shit is not going to be great if Shinobu is going to be let loose. And like, while at this point we haven't seen it, in Kizumonogatari, we do get to see her at full power as well. And it's it's something, Or man. most mostly full power, I guess Kizu's got to be so good. I'm so excited to uh, watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> um, and that yeah, you say that tension between Shinobu and Kaganui, it's on full force here. Like yeah. those, The dialogue between them, it's it's genuinely like watching two people who hate each other and are forced to work together mm-hmm. are acting. And like Araki literally is like begging, like begging them to like, okay. They're like, listen, this is getting us, this bickering is getting us nowhere. nowhere. We need to get through this. Somehow. You guys need to like kiss and make up so we can get through this shit. I don't, I don't know if they kiss, but sure. I'd, I'd like to see Shut that. Shut the fuck <sighs> Oh my God. Uh, now, he promises that he won't use his powers, but we know Araragi. He says that he out loud, but he in, internally he's like, can I? I'm not like, sure. Like, what if something happens to Itagi? What if something happens to Anakawa? What's and like... not once does he think about, what if something happens to me? Yeah, he never thinks about what will happen to himself. He's, as usual, ready to throw himself like under whatever situation Again. there is. Again... Going back to the central premise of Monogatari, he's thinking about saving everyone else Except himself. but himself. Yeah. God, I love Monogatari so much. There's so much fun, like, fucking gushing over this whole bunch. Uh, it's like, oh shit, there it goes, there it is. Um, and also, like, we've seen how while Aragi, like, publicly displays a lot of confidence... He has a lot. He of has doubt. a lot of self doubt. He has a lot of self doubt. And it, and it, the longer Monogatari goes on, the more self doubt you see mm-hmm. him have. I mean, I mean, a lot of shit went down in the past few months, right? With mm. fucking like Nadako losing her mind and Hachikuji just dying. He's also at the end of his high school career. Yeah. And I think that's actually relatable for a lot of people at the end of high school. Mm. There's a lot of self doubt going into college like, or what the, the fuck workforce. Am I do? Yeah. 
what do you you're you're allegedly an adult now and you're supposed to have all the answers but a lot of people don't i'm gonna need the wine for this next yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's something you can relate to right now mm-hmm. god mm. this fucking show i know right so he promises that allegedly mm. and then kagenui is like gets a call from gain of all people yeah because she knows what's happening. She knows everything. And then she instructs uh, Aragi and, o- and Ononoki to go to Kanbro's house because something is not right. Mm-hmm. So they head there. Now, there they see this fucking origami bird. They, they don't find uh, uh, Kanbro or his sisters. Yeah. Um, but they find the origami. I like, how, I like how there's only one uh, futon laid out, too. <laughs> It's Conbor. You know she wants to sleep with both of them. Of course she does. God damn it. Uh, and he even remarks on it. Oh, fuck. Did I just lead Karen to be with Conbor? Shit. She was going to fondle them. That's why there was only uh, one futon laid out. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, they find the um, they find like this, uh, I don't know what you call it, a paper crane, but they unfold Origami, it. And it's like basically. a million paper cranes that just come it out. It looks so cool. Also, it's in the, in the colors of the gay pride flag, I'd like to point out. <laughs> Shaft's coming through with their gay Fucking Nisio Eason is based. <laughs> <laughs> I so, mean, I've seen that shower scene in second season. He's pretty based. I mean, I, I've seen it too. I, <laughs> I, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did. Um, and so uh, Ononoki explains that it's a bird, so the kidnapper is actually just after Tsukihi. The apparition. So, yeah, yeah we're going back. So, it's, I, so this is the first time in a long time they bring up uh, Tsukihi's, like, Identity as an apparition. That will play a part in a later arc in the series. Stay tuned. <laughs> so then Kaginui tells uh, Aragi, it's like, oh, this is a Tadatsuru. Now, yeah. Tadatsuru is a specialist. Uh, much, We've been seeing a lot of them. Kind in of in the same vein as Meme. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, he's not someone who is going out there like um, Izuko uh, cataloging um apparition so much as trying to bring not even balance bring balance but not by killing them i mean he is killing them but it, like he's at the same time trying to balance to find yeah. a balance unlike kagan with like murder murder because meme was always the one that was trying to find the most peaceful solution the most like uh amenable yeah. solution for all parties but that's always a more violent person he, he was willing to he's, fight he's more willing than meme to engage in violence to oh, get yeah. the get the result he needs which is cool now that i think about it, i like how each special represents a different like like placing the spectrum of like what how is, willing they're engaged in yeah violence. like if you're peaceful. izuko is not willing to engage in violence at all. at all all she wants to do is catalog and learn more about apparition but she's much more of a control freak as well i mean she fucking is the head of like yes. a specialist then you have kaganui who doesn't give a fuck she'll kill an apparition on site yeah she, you, she almost did you have meme who is also kind of he's a pacifist but he will if he absolutely has to. Yeah, and then you have Kaiki, who is like he doesn't even believe in apparitions, no. but he sees that as like an, an like an opportunity. Yeah, right. He uses his knowledge in that to just like gain more and more, like whether it's money or whatever whatever he wants to gain. And then you have Tadatsuru, who is kind of in between Meme and Kaganui. I would yeah. say. Yeah, definitely. Um, and ta- uh, for, first of all, he's voiced by fucking Dio. Yes. This was before. Was this before JoJo's? Twenty fourteen now. What? Oh, JoJo's was 2012. Wow, is it that? It's 20, yeah, 10, 10 years, bro. Holy Didn't you see fuck. the celebration? They did this poster of all the JoJo's. 10 years of JoJo. We're anyway. getting fucking old. Don't get me started, bro. <laughs> Don't get me started. This uh, man will bring this up. You're fucking age all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's fucking Dio, man. 
He's great. so good. I, we'll, like we still haven't met him, but uh, it's it's kind of funny how he's like he's in this entire arc for five ten minutes, less than ten minutes, ten max ten, minutes. and he leaves an impression. He's he's weird. We'll get to it. But anyway, um, but yeah. Um, so uh, apparently he and uh, so so basically he was a part of the creation of Ononoki. Yeah, so they bring this up. So it's been mentioned before that uh, Kaganui, Gaian, um, Kaiki, um, Oshino, Oshino, uh, and now uh, Tadatsudu, they all knew each other. But before, it was never mentioned like exactly how they knew each other. And this is the first time we get an explicit uh, explanation. Is like they were in college together. They were part of an occult club. Gaian was the senpai. She was yeah, the club. The she was like Ghostbusters club. Yeah, she was the yeah. She was the um like the, the the club president. I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, and the whole reason that Ononoki was created is that it was it was Gaian's idea. Uh, it was Izuko. Was it was it Izuko's idea? It was or Gaian's was it, initiative. Uh, or was it was it no? Was it um, Kaganui? Uh, no, um, uh, Kambaru's mother. Oh, that's it right. Toei. Toei. Toei Toei's led idea that as well. Right. It was Toei's idea to create. Um, on an okay, and they kind of went by her lead. Yeah. Um, and they created Ononoki as like this living doll out of the corpse of a real human being. Um, yeah. That was like their big experiment to try and create this like doll. Out and of it was a very successful experiment. We so, have the results. <laughs> so much so that there was a, a infighting to find out who is actually the quote unquote owner of this living doll. Either Todatsu or Kaginui. That's sort of yeah. like where it went. They both wanted to claim ownership. Yeah. Now, Ononoki will go into it later, but basically, like, she went with Kaginui. We'll go... We'll, we'll touch on that a bit later. Mm. Um, now, the rest of this episode is basically Kaginui preparing Araki to, like... And talking about Todatsu. Todatsu and sort of laying the groundwork. Now, I want to, yeah. to like, take this minute to, like... This is like this is the crux of my issue with Tsukio, right? Mm-hmm. So the rest of this episode is very dialogue-heavy, if it hasn't already been. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of jokes. There's not a whole lot of, like... It's mainly just, like, her explaining the situation to him. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there's only so much you can do you in, say- a visual, in a visual medium of showing two people talk. Even though uh, even though Monogatari has been, like, excellent at that. Mm-hmm. But it, it gets to the point where, like, all right, we need to show you something else. So you get this honestly amazing sequence of Ononoki and, and Oshino, uh, Shinobu having this, like, uh, snowball fight. And it's very it's well wonderful. animated. It's so well. I mean, it started with them building like the the snowman mm-hmm. and Shinobu like taking the boss that Ononoki mm-hmm. is creating as like making a roll snowman. So something then leads to like this whole fight. Looks amazing. Mm. But holy fucking shit! I watched. I'm watching it. It looks incredible, and I'm like trying to keep up with the fucking information we're given. It's not elegant. It's a huge info dump. Too. It's a huge info. It's not elegant mm-hmm. as Monogatari can be. Uh, that's like the crux of my issue and I, I I have that issue too because especially during that snowball fight it's really hard to pay attention it's to what's being hard. said it's hard it's hard to keep es- track of especially it. considering that there's sound effects going on for the snowball fight <laughs> it's really hard to keep track of everything that's going on yeah I, again, I get it and it's my issue with Suki too and it looks amazing it sounds amazing I love it but man is it it, it must hurt <sighs> for you how beautifully animated it is and with the snow in the winter time it looks so beautiful and I'm like oh I'm trying to keep track of everything. It's so hard. Like also, just a shout out to the people who worked on the lighting for these scenes. They dude. look incredible. It, the shadow work is amazing, bro. Like so. So in the meantime, like Kakenui and Aragi, they're like in this like sort of ice dome thing. Yeah. And I love the lighting on the eyes. It, it looks so good. It's yeah. 
Damn. Um, but I, I, I understand why you have a problem with that. And I have the same problem. Like, during the snowball fight, it is so hard it's to pay really attention. Tough. And it's very important stuff that they're talking about. It's like, it may, it's stuff that makes you understand what's about to happen. Like, they touch on the fact that, that uh, basically, it's kind of a weird coincidence that the day Aragi is being, tr- is getting transformed, is experiencing this transformation into a vampire, this, uh, kidnapping has happened. That's it's weird. T- not that, not just that it's a coincidence. That it's too coincidental. Too to much be, of a coincidence to be not orchestrated by something or someone. And when Aragi hears that, it's like, well, I mean, it's probably a coincidence. But then he thinks, I mean, kind of a coincidence that fucking Nadako lost her mind not too long ago, and that Hachikuji sort of like, and that's all like coincidence. And t- it jogs his memory of like, wait, I'm being surrounded by fucking coincidences it's recently. It's kind of weird. And you, and you see that, like, we, talk, we talk about self-doubt, we see that sort of like first crack in his armor, you could say, of like, this is getting a bit to him, right? Because yeah. he lost like one of his best friends, the guilt of like what happened to Nadako, and now this, this kidnapping, mm. like... Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit rough. <laughs> yeah. As, as they say, that, that that's rough, buddy. But this is also the first, like, string that's being put out there that's going to be tied up by the end of uh, final season, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, so, it, anyway. It's the first time that we really start to see, like, that there's someone yeah. behind the... Someone or something behind the scenes that's been orchestrating stuff. That's the way I like to see Tsuki now after this, like, second rewatch. It sets up a lot. It's it's like it sets the it puts the pieces into place before it sets the motion. It puts all the pieces for the puzzle in front of you. Yeah, exactly. And it just what you're about to watch is them being put together. Well, I'll say it aloud, but this like this is the part I think benefits the most from rewatches. Yes. Because it feels um, so much more purposeful now. I mean, you and I were pointing stuff out to each other that we hadn't even noticed crazy. before. Absolutely crazy. Now, uh, Kagami talks about how Tadatsuru uh it like it doesn't necessarily has convictions mm. but like he's just very curious about apparitions it's pretty much his motive like as she sees it like what kind of person he is and he actually finds him like beautiful as like a work of art yeah yeah um because he himself is an artist mm-hmm. um we see that with the origami like also this fucking speed origami the way that's animated holy awesome. shit so good and I've, I've seen people yeah. do that in real life oh i don't know how they fucking do it and she also mentioned how, like, so we talked about how he's part of that, he was part of the Ghostbusters club, basically, but mm-hmm. now he operates outside of, like, Gain's influence. He's, like, yeah. his own, like... Like an independent contractor, yeah. almost. Basically, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And then they see, like, so there's this, like, big-ass group, like, so in um, Cumber's house, they see all these cranes, right? Mm-hmm. And in one of them, they see the location of the the shrine, where Ooh. Nariko used to be as a goddess. And so that's how they get their first clue. It's like, that's where we need to go. And after the final episode, which and is... he was right. Yeah. Now that Nadako's gone and the god doesn't have a shrine, apparitions are coming. Yep. Tadatsuri is like taking that place. Basically, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And that's pretty much how third episode ends, and we get to the the fourth and final part of of uh, Suki, and um, the bitch is back. <sighs> so Aragi and Aroki take off. Like they they said, they're splitting from Kaginui. She'll be, make her own way. Mm. They're taking off with the unlimited rule book. Unlimited rule book. And on the way, they land really close to the shrine, but kind of far away. And they see Ogiyoshino, freaking this crazy hand, cra- crazy hand Ogiyoshino. Spooky Ugi. Spooky Ugi. With the sleeves. I fucking love the sleeves, dude. It's such a remember, good touch. Remember back at, in the early days of the podcast where Riker's like, you want some sleeve dickings? Oh my god. <laughs> <I remember>. Bro. <laughs> 
No, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't do that here. That conversation sets up a lot for what's to come. So basically, like, I love how she he's like, at first, it's like, what are you doing here at, like, 1 a.m. in the morning and she's all like, by herself? Don't you have like, a house? He's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And she's like, don't you have a house to go to? He's like, oh, I have a house? All right, I do have a house. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, I can't take give you a lift. It's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just chilling, just putting things into motion. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, she does manage to uh, fish, shall we say. It's an information out of Araragi. Because uh, she, he talks about, she talks about was I love how she's like, what's that? What was that thing my uncle Oshino used to say? Mm-hmm. Oshino man, what was that thing? And it's like, oh, Araki's like, oh, you, you know, come on, you know, this. you, you like, know this. Mm, mm, what was it? What was it? And then Araki literally says, you can only save yourselves. You can't let others save you. And she's like, oh, thanks for that. And he comes like, why, why, why did I say that? This is this isn't the first time where he comment and will comment on. He feels very. I don't say not comfortable, but very like easy to like. It's very easy to be open with with Ogie, even mm. though not comfortable, but open, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting that dynamic. More open than he would be with a stranger. Yeah, that's like shit he won't say just to anyone. Yeah, um, but then as like he's walking away, he, uh, uh, Ogie says like, "You seem really calm for someone who just got her, uh, you know." Uh, sister's kidnapped even though we know like Araragi can get like very like worked up and mm-hmm. very frustrated and angered and it's like it maybe is this a sign of his ma- maturing we don't know well but... he doesn't even respond to her he walks away yeah <laughs> pretty much and it's like okay and then fucking Ononoki while they go up the mountain it's like alright that final boss was uh, something it's like uh, what? another fourth wall break I love it when they do that which is preceded almost immediately afterwards by the the most subtle, well, I wouldn't say subtle, the most like obvious fourth wall break where the walls fall down around uh, Koyomi as they're walking through the forest. And he he looks almost directly into the camera. <laughs> also, I love the sequence of her like doing all the like the Sailor Moon poses yes. that she does. Like something about like I. I, I shit i'm writing down but like she talks about like something about how her figure will look or something like that. oh no 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 so that's as they're going up and they're having this conversation koyomi just out of his fucking perverted curiosity lifts up her skirt because he's walking behind her and he's like wow your panties are like this how are they ever gonna make your figure (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like like believe it or not it's like i do feel a bit shame for like kind of like i don't like that you did that even though you can't and, like you can't tell because oki ononoki has that posed mm-hmm. look right but it kind of touches on how what they talk about in the beginning the monologue between shinobu and Aragi that she does have feelings mm-hmm. she's human she does can't necessarily portray it as a, yeah. a human mind so it's like she does have feelings she doesn't like getting that skirt pulled up mm-hmm. but you know, do you? So I, I've heard a couple of people in the past say that Ogi is actually our Ogi, um, Ononoki is kind of a good representation of autism. You think so? I've heard people say. I don't know if I think that, I but I've heard people it. say it because some people who are autistic do have like they have feelings, they have emotions, they have a hard time but they have a very difficult time that. displaying them and portraying them. Yeah. I don't know if I see that. That's an that's a take. That's an interpretation. I'm not gonna I'm, discount. I'm it. not saying that I necessarily feel that way, but I have heard people who talk about. Um, yes, uh, Monogatari say that about Ononoke. I was wondering <clears> how you, 
Nice. Very nice. <laughs> I was holding it for a bit. <laughs> but I was just wondering how you felt about that interpretation. I don't see it. If some people see that, then more power to them. Mm. I don't see it, though. Like, mm. <sighs> But yeah, the fact that she has those feelings and just can't show them very well. And it, well, even when he, when she, when uh, um, Aradagi first lifts up the skirt, um, she very sarcastically looks directly at the audience mm-hmm. and goes, "Wow." Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like I knew that was coming. <laughs> this fucking asshole. <laughs> That's another fourth wall break in Pretty Sugi when she just so directly addresses the audience with the sarcastic, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> so then they talk about their plan, what to do, and he, like he talks about how he's hoping to sneak past the Dutsu when they arrived in the shrine. Mm-hmm. Grab the hostages and just go. Mm-hmm. But Oronoki is like, well, I think it's best if you try and like convince him. Like, have you like when you try to like every other situation, like maybe mm-hmm. try and talk to him, and maybe that'll give also that could be like him as a decoy, and that'll give her the opportunity to try sneak and sneak in behind. Yeah, exactly, and... And grab the hostages. Yeah, and then she, as we we talked about it before, but she goes to further to explain that how she was created. And again, as we as we mentioned in the college days, the Ghostbusters pretty much like created her from uh, a corpse, and then you had that whole thing of the rift between Tadatsu and Kaginui because who was going to be the owner of Ononoki? Oh, I also want to bring this up. Mm. So something that Ononoki mentions is like the curse of immortality. That's right. How she says that she sees so many people want immortality, like humans, yeah. want immortality, and she has it, and she's miserable because of it. Yeah, she basically. hates it because she's never going to age. She's never going to get any more of like a woman, an adult. She's stuck she's, like that. She's stuck looking like this. She's stuck having no emotions, or well, having emotions but not being able to portray them. She. It's almost like she doesn't see herself as an actual like being, and more like a, just like she is a monster. And, she even refers to herself as a monster. And if, even if she tries to kill herself, she can't. Yeah, she can never end the pain. She's, She's kind like, of a miserable being. It's kind of well. The more you learn about her, especially in this, it's she's a very sad, like a very tragic character. No, they don't go into it, but she does say she went with Kaginu, as we see, but mm-hmm. they never. She never mentions why exactly. Mm. Which is funny, I fe- interesting. I feel like maybe she felt like Kaganui would, even though kind of better care of her. Maybe, but even though she was still, I guess, thinking of of Onoki as property by taking ownership, mm. that, that Kaganui would still take better care of her in the long run. I guess maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the the way she talks about it, how it's actually immortality is not the like gift that humans think it is. Yeah, basically. it's really sad. And that leads to how, like, so she sees herself like that. So it's almost like she doesn't, like, give herself as really much value. Mm-hmm. And that leads to her saying to Aragi, you could hand me over to Tadatsuru. He, he, he wants to be my owner, basically. Mm-hmm. And Aragi being Aragi is like, I'm not giving you away. Yeah. I'm not going to sacrifice Shinobu. I'm not giving anyone away. We're going to yeah. get through this. Yeah, he's basically saying, you could use me as a bargaining chip, but... Uh, but- Aragi's like, no, I can't do this that shit. This isn't happening. Yeah, that's. I care about you too much to let this shit happen. Like, I don't even suggest, like, why not give him Shinobi? It's like, that's not gonna happen. She's yeah. like, yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, and then, so, should we talk about the actual confrontation? Yeah. Um, so, basically, and the lead up is they agree, alright, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, Talk to him, I'll be a decoy, you go ahead. Also, uh, she she even should suggest killing Tadatsuru. Mm-hmm. And Aragi is like, no, don't do that. That's like, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And they do, so they arrive at the shrine to see him. She also immediately dismisses it once he says that's, that's right. terrible. Yeah, she's like, eh, whatever. Uh, yeah. And then they arrive in the shrine to see him, like, on top of the box, mm-hmm. folding these origamis. And then throwing them in the offertory box. I love that, I love that sort of visual of him, like, on the box. He wears these very classic sort of, like, robes, you could say. Almost like uh, old-style um, uh, Shinto priest robes. Sort of. And I like, I, I like, I like his visual, like, aesthetic. It's simple yet elegant, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's it, which is a shame, which, because we don't see a whole lot of him. I know. Um, and then they realize, oh, he's folding origamis because it's like that's how much time to have before he's gonna. When, yeah, make when the his box move. is filled up, that's when the time is up. Yeah. So Aragi approaches Tadatsuru and he talks about him like, "Hey, uh, give me my sisters back." <laughs> and he uh, Tadatsuru talks about something interesting that was always shown but we never like got any explanation for it so Kakinui always she never stepped on the ground mm-hmm. she was always on a building or like something but never or on the ground or being held up by Onanoki or being held up by Onanoki really both Tadatsuru and on- Kakinui are cursed or have a curse that they can't touch the ground which is why he is on the box right yeah which is cool that, that's really interesting but he also mentions that the curse might not exist. They just believe that it does. Yeah, which is which is very Nisio Yeah, like we go in back to like, are those things actually exist, or do they exist because you you believe your in belief them. makes them real? Yeah. Um, but then it's Aragi, almost Gurren Logan. It's very much. It's very much like that. <laughs> but then uh, so the confrontation begins, and Aragi is like very mad at him, mm-hmm. which is very a contrast to how Ogi was like, oh, you're kind of calm because of the situation, and then Tanaka is like, hmm. This is a bit too perfect. Like, I am the perfect, like, foil to be put here, but why? And this is the perfect way for you to confront me. But it's like, why are we here exactly? Why are we here? Just to suffer? Who am I? I know, right? Why am I here? I don't know. Which leads to, like, the weirdest thing about Tsuki Warnagat, which is the, the how Tadatsu is a quote-unquote villain is used, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and they're both just as confused by the situation, by how, like, perfect it seems that the right people have been put in the right place for this. What a coincidence. It's like, oh. why is that? And Araki is like, is like, is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Give me my sisters and my friend back. And he's like, it's like, here, you, you're angry at me because you're supposed to be. It's like you're reading off a script, which mm-hmm. is also fourth wall break yeah, yeah. he is reading off a script it's like it's like they're following this trope yeah the script he literally he literally says don't go off script right now yeah basically <laughs> and and then like he he's like very very like right before it seems like okay this is the final showdown it's like this is weird hmm why am i here why was inst- i was instructed to be here on all the time this is happening we cut in between to see Ononoki just getting closer and closer yeah. to Tadatsuru. Like, she's going through the back end of the shrine and just Basically, getting closer yeah. and closer. And then Tadatsuru's like... But we never see her pick up the the sisters or... No, uh, we don't see any of the confident. hostages. We don't see them. She, she can't find them for some reason. And then we see Tadatsuru like, alright, time's up. And he stands up and he's and like... And he puts the last piece of origami in the origami. box. And then he's like telling Koyomi... You need to find Meme. It's like, I don't know where he is. It's like, I don't know either, but you need to find him. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, he, he starts talking to... He, he starts talking, but it's very clearly not Aragi that he's talking to. And he knows that Ononoki is behind him. And he's just... He almost has resigned himself to the fact that he knows what's about to happen. And he says, not in not so many words, he says, if you're going to do it, just do it. It's like very, very... It's like almost he's like talking to an old friend, you know? Hmm. It's like It's like... 
Yeah. And it's... he he knows what's coming and he says, If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, now's the time because I'm not gonna make it easy if you don't do it now. And she does. She and she the just fuck out of him. Ki- and Ononoki just opens the door and fucking murders him right in front of Aradagi. And Aradagi is like, What the fuck? That's not what we agreed upon and she she even says, I'm a monster. <laughs> I, that's why I decided to do this. I am a monster. I have a theory. Right. I think she had already made up her mind that she Way was going to kill him. Definitely. The second and this and the reason she didn't put up a fight when he said that that's a crazy idea to kill him is like because she's she knew she knows she, knows. she knows like she went there with a mission to kill him, and he like a Chad he accepts his destiny <laughs> like a fucking man. Yeah. When he said he turns his back to her and says, "If you're going to do it, do it." <laughs> and then she's like, she's like telling him, "I am a monster. Don't don't turn into this. Don't be like this." Um, and then, so Tadatsu is dead. They find the hostages in the box. In That's the bottom of the offertory box, yeah. That shot of them with all the origami is so good. Yeah. Um, and they they realize after all of this that the entire point of this was just to create a rift between him and, him and Ononoki. By who, though? By hmm. hmm. I have to stroke my beard really hard to figure this one out. <laughs> so then Ononoki returns the girls back to Kanaburu's house. And she drops Aragiya's at supposedly his house, and she's like, yeah, "Like, take care." And then proceeds the best scene, in, the best scene in Suki Monogatari. One of the best scenes in all of Monogatari. It's one of my, in my favorites opinion. for sure. It's up there. Um, I love so it. this this takes place uh, while once the sun has already risen. It's Valentine's, it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. It's the morning of Valentine's Day. Um, and, uh, he opens the door of what he thinks is his house. Well, it just cardboard cut out of his house in it's front of Hitagi's, Hitagi's house. house. Oh my god. He opens the door and Hitagi's there and instantly she shoves some chocolate into his mouth. It's like, Oishi? Oishi? Koyo Koyo? I love the Koyo Koyo. Koyo Koyo? Oishi? Shout out to her voice actor. She, she uh, nailed that. Like, ah, oh, fucking love it. <laughs> her voice actor's very good. Just ask her. <laughs> <laughs> that fold wall break back in Bucky was so good. Um, and that scene where he just eats the chocolate and he says, hmm. Oishi. Oishi. <laughs> and she turns back and she's like, yay. yay. <laughs> That's something you mentioned earlier about her growth. That's not the same Itagi. I mean, it is, but it's not the same Itagi we saw back in Bucky, right? Visually, it's certainly not. She's visually not, but she 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 matured. She she grew up. She's like much more. She she she's past her trauma. She's much more of a fully realized person. Mm-hmm. And like she she's much more. She, back then, like if so, if you if you go back to Baki, remember that one mm-hmm. scene of her and Aragi having lunch together? Yes. And she's like toying with him and giving him food. And so like very, being very like and she of very she very uh, in. in um purposefully puts the rice on his cheek yeah. to mess up his cheek. I think she's like very like proud of herself. Like that it's like she grew up so much since mm-hmm. then. Like it's almost the same situation of her giving him food, but oh it's so cute. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then they have that that nice conversation after it, you know, they're they're eating chocolate together. Where he tells her about, oh, um becoming a vampire, I can't stop it. Mm-hmm. I'll like he explains her what happened. She's like it's all right. It's fine. Yeah, and like we worrying, don't need to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, you, worrying about the the future you can't necessarily control in the present is just going to make you stressed and yeah, worry about it when it happens, basically. And he actually like shares with her like his doubts. He actually shows with her his doubts. Like, I don't know what will happen. I don't know how this will affect us. Which like, he doesn't do with anybody else. He doesn't do with anybody else. Like, it's actually very beautiful. Do you know why? Because he loves her. Woo! 
and Ella. So so in the so, meantime, she goes to the back and like she pulls out her hair like like with a with a what's it called um, like a um a uh, 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 fuck it hmm. scrunchy scrunchy scrunchy. Thank you. Like Nautico. Like Nautico, yeah. Um, and, and, and he's just talking to her while this going and, on. And then she's like waving her hands like, come here, come here. And he keeps talking. She just slams it to the ground. <laughs> and she's like over top of him. He just keeps talking. He just keeps talking. In the words of Aragi, he is quite dense. <laughs> he is quite dense. I have a question for you. They totally banged, you know, right? They banged. They, they banged. banged. Totally. They she's, 100- like, she's like, don't worry about it. And they totally banged. They 100% banged. God, I shipped them so fucking hard. <laughs> I love them together. As much as you love Hanagawa. Hanagawa is my favorite, but I will never take, like, I'll never put, like, a rift between Tagi and Anuragi. I love them so much. But yeah, they 100% banged after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. And you know how I know they banged? Because the, in the very next scene, you see him actually go to his, his real house this time, and he is so happy. He's got the <laughs> biggest smile on his face. I love this show so much. <sighs> and uh, there he finds, uh, well, he goes to the systems, and he finds a weird guest. Uh, he has a guest in his house. It's Ononoki, and he, she's actually playing the part of uh, the UFO catcher doll that the sisters won. <laughs> <laughs> for the second um, life they want her in a fucking claw game yeah I know um, and Ononoki explains that um, that both Kaganui and uh, Izuko have realized that the whole point of the previous day's incident was to actually create a rift between uh, her and Araragi and that the best course of action would be for them to just be together for a while yeah. um, until they can figure out who is like who or what is manipulating all this the behind strings. the scenes yeah who's pulling the strings and that's pretty much how this part ends yeah that's Suki that's Suki uh, Monogatari yeah first section of final season four you know, hour four, uh, one hour for four episodes god damn it this fucking show oh man it's good. Listen, I have you so, have I have my issues with it too. I, but I definitely but, appreciate Suki much more on like the second rewatch, like third yeah. time viewing. I definitely like get it. Mm. You know, it it works so much better on a rewatch than it does than on like the first time viewing, even second time viewing, because it, it's like it's it feels like kind of it just happens, mm. right? And especially with like the subversion of like Tadatsu is a villain, only he's like. I'm not gonna play your part of being a villain, right? He, like, he knows he has to play the part, but he doesn't want to. That's like a very Nisio Isin sort of mm-hmm. writing. Like, we got up with Kaiki, but this is, like, very different to that. This is basically... Like, with Kaiki, we did even have... We we had a showdown. Mm-hmm. Very much an emotional showdown, especially for uh, Senjo Kahara. But here, it's like... This doesn't make any sense. Why am I here? Like, you realize, like, there is, like, that non-confrontation is the climax, right? Yeah. And that's sort of, like, what dampened that experience for me watching for the, like, first... One, like the first time or even the second time but mm-hmm. I get it now I get it but you do agree that non-confrontation can be used as a climax definitely definitely like it totally works now again we have the whole picture I think yeah. so Suki Monogatari not only I think becomes better with a rewatch mm. I think it becomes better when you know what comes after definitely definitely, uh, definitely. because it sets up so much there's so many like threads, threads there's so there. many threads that get thrown out there through the needle and it's like fucking ogi uh, we'll that, see her in a this, bit. This bitch, yeah, we'll see her soon. But um, yeah, but but back to like, but but the issue still stands that it's all it's almost as if they have so much shit they need to talk about and get through, and so much information dubs they need to show mm-hmm. that like we're out of shit to show. You. Here's a fucking Sakuga fight between Shinobu and Anoki, which is awesome. And the Sakuga is beautiful. It's amazing, but god damn, it's like uh, uh, it's not it's not as elegant as the other parts of mm. Mangadori. 
It's not, and that's a shame. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe it's a bit too long. Maybe it really could have been done in three episodes. It's it's it would be you need to I don't know if restructure it, but how the information is relayed to you needs to be different. Mm. It's just it's very hard. To it's like, good information. It's just not uh, yeah exactly. conveyed the best way. Like when I think of it, the plot itself, I like it, but the way it's it conveyed and like how that it's communicated to you, mm. it's not awesome. Even though like on paper, oh amazing animation, oh I love the dialogue, music, music's awesome. As we said, it doesn't come together as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Which is a shame. And I think that's why it doesn't get necessarily the recognition it deserves among even Monogatari fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I made my peace with it, though. Yeah. I Oh, I have more than made my peace with it. It's one of my favorite parts of Monogatari. Oh, really? It is. Um, despite my issues with it, it's still it's still in my top five parts. We, we Once we finish this rewatch, we, we need to rank those. Uh, we on do. stream, maybe, on twitch.tv slash animeclubafterdark. That may be exactly where we do it. So what's next? It's time. It's time for Awari Part 1. Awari Part 1. So I don't know if you and I have exactly figured out how we want to do this. I think we're going to split it into multiple parts. Yeah, Awari is... Awari Season is 1 is dense. a lot. It's, it's dense. It's, it's 13 episodes. and um, With the first episode being a double episode. Yeah. So I think we might... I don't know if we're... We haven't figured out yet exactly how we want to split it up. But we definitely wanted to split it up into at least two parts, if not more. Well, minimum two parts for sure. Yeah, uh, but we'll see, and uh, you know, we'll we'll figure it out, and whatever comes comes. And also, I want to take this real moment, very quick moment, just to say we may might have talked about this in the previous podcast for Hana. I'm genuinely so fucking happy that this like podcast series got people into Monogatari. One yeah, of the followers on Twitch said it. That that's how we got into it. And I've had so there have been happy. two people on our Discord server who have said they've started watching it because of our uh, our spoiler. That's cast. genuinely genuinely awesome. I'm really yeah. happy that this happened. I'm that just thrills me to know. I'm I'm so glad you guys. We love talking about the Monogatari. As you can series. tell, we've been talking about this show for almost a year now. Yeah, it's been yeah. At the t- about the time this comes out, we will have been doing these spoiler casts for about a year. And that, Damn. number one, that amazes me. Number two, the fact that people keep watching these. And these have been getting some good numbers on both YouTube yeah. and SoundCloud and Spotify. So thank you all for, for watching these. We, yeah. we we love it. We absolutely adore doing these. And we're so happy that you guys love listening to us. Yeah, so next up, Awari. We're getting close to the end. Awari part one. And then what's after that? Kizu? Is it Kizu? So Awari part one, Kizu. No, so we either need to watch uh, Koyomi Monogatari or Kizu. I think Kuyomi Monogatari at, uh, before Kizu. Yeah, and then we'll th- those came out at roughly the roughly same time. Roughly the same time. We'll figure it out. We'll you guys will see. Yeah, and then yeah, so it's a Kizu or already part two, and then finally Zoku. Yeah, which, so, which you, I haven't seen. Which yet. you haven't. It'll be your first watch of yeah, Zoku. I'm excited. One. I've been waiting to watch this for more than a year now. Honestly, yeah. This is also the first time we've done this where you and I have watched the episodes together. together. Um, it was awesome in the same room. Um, I'm thinking maybe we should do that. I mean, even when you leave, we, we could, could still try we could try. The, we could try and squeeze that first double episode of Orwari. We'll see. We could watch them together. Yeah, we we'll especially <clears throat> especially if we do um, uh, split these up in a specific way. I think we could definitely get it done. Um, we shall see. We 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 100 shall see. Um, but this has been a blast. Yeah, um, that was awesome. Thanks for, for the plum wine. Yeah, the plum wine has been great. In fact, I still have one little bit left. Oh god, he's downing it! Whoa, whoa, dude! <laughs> you man, you madman! Oh, I was enjoying my time with it. You downed it. Oh my, it's really good plum wine. It really, it's is. really good. It's I so want to get some more. 
It, you can you can print a, a photo of Pecora on it and just uh, pretend it's the Pecora plum wine. I really want Pecora's plum wine so fucking bad. Um, anyway, all right. I think that's we a great way. That is a great way to wrap this up. Um, man, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us just gush about monogatari it's been continually so gush for an hour and seven minutes uh, check the description below to find links to anime club after dark on twitch on social media and on discord check out our merch store any purchases you make there do really really help us out thank you all the twitch uh subs by the way yeah thank you to everyone who's been subbing to us on twitch uh people who um donate who send us bits it's been absolutely fantastic every dollar counts yes um, with that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight in a tie. All right, I gotta pee real quick. Uh, <laughs> I've been holding it for 20 minutes. All right, let's go. <laughs>